Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords. This is the podcast segment of the show that's not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for this 460th show is Hannibal Johnson, author and consultant specializing in diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. And we're going to be talking about his book, Black Wall Street 100, an American city who grapples with its historical racial trauma. Our history buffs are Rick Sweet and Brett Menard. Rick, you start us off. Okay. Hannibal, uh, uh, apparently I've grown up in a pretty sheltered universe where it doesn't matter what your religion, race, or politics are. It's how uh, uh, hard you worked and and uh, contributed to the common, common good. So, I, and this is a very difficult piece of American history for me and a lot of other people. A, a couple of things. Uh, has there been an official apology, particularly from the city fathers, for acts that occurred uh, 100 years ago? Uh, and in terms of the, the uh, redemptive uh, efforts that you outlined in our broadcast uh, portion, uh, for corrective uh, action plans, uh, how successful have they been thus far? So there have been a number of apologies connected to the massacre from 1921. Several of the Tulsa mayors, including the current mayor, G.T. Bonham, have issued formal apologies. Um, The city council has issued an apology recently. Uh, the former police chief issued an apology several years ago on behalf of the police department because the police department actually deputized some of the white men in the mob that destroyed sure. the green yeah. community. So a number of apologies have issued. The city of Tulsa and the state of Oklahoma have been sued. There was a lawsuit uh, filed in 2003 or four that was found to be time barred by the statute of limitations, but it was filed on behalf of some of the massacre uh, survivors. There's a lawsuit pending on a different legal theory uh, that has yet to be adjudicated. So uh, all those apologies, if if nothing else, they bring more awareness to the the history, and that is helpful, and they, they are generally perceived to be sincere gestures on the part of the people who make them. Um, the, the question as to whether or not the efforts at reparations have worked, uh, my answer would be yes, uh, to some extent, but they are incomplete. Like curriculum reform, that, that's, a, that's a long-term endeavor. Uh, Tulsa Public Schools, for example, has created curriculum materials that infuse this history at every grade level, K through 12, um, in disciplines that that are beyond just the history curriculum. So they've really integrated this history into various lessons throughout the the, the lifespan of a Tulsa Public School students, which which is really great, and we'll see the effects of that. Uh, as we as we move forward, Greenwood Rising, the History Center, is not yet one not yet one year old, but it's gotten great reviews. We'll see the results of that going forward. But at at a, at a minimum, 
it promotes awareness of and curiosity about this history. So that, that in and of itself is helpful. One of the things that is uh, a second calamity is, is the failure to include or even talk about publicly this history for decades after the massacre in 1921. So, so ratifying uh, or rectifying that is really a, a critical piece of the reparations puzzle. Okay, Brett. Can you talk to us about how this history was um, lost um, initially? So obviously within members of the affected community, it was uh, always uh, remembered. But how did it fall out of uh, the consciousness of the wider public? Tulsa was on its way to becoming the oil capital of the world in 1921, um, a moniker given the city by by the Chamber of, of Commerce and promoted broadly. So the leadership of the city didn't want to talk about this incident. It was a stain on this community that the leaders wanted to paint as a cosmopolitan destination, right? Because there was a fair amount of wealth here because of the discovery of oil. There was a fair amount of shame in sectors of the white community for f failure to to protect the black community when the onslaught actually occurred. And in the black community, there was at least arguably post-traumatic stress disorder. So many of the survivors talked about the fact that this history was not even really talked about broadly in their own families because the elders were afraid of this negative history having a debilitating effect on on the children. They wanted to protect the children from knowledge of this atrocity. So it's not it's not just the, the white community in which this was not talked about. It was not talked about largely in the in sectors of the black community as well. But importantly, the people who were empowered to actually report this history through curriculum, school boards, et cetera, those folks obviously made conscious decisions not to include this in curricular materials as well. So many people who grew up here in the public school systems for decades were unaware of this history. Hey, Hannibal, um, talking about curriculum, we're here in Iowa, and in Iowa we have um, – a, a strong conservative movement that is that is creating legislation, um, making it illegal to talk about um, issues in classrooms that are controversial or, and this is a, a rough quote, uh, are, are capable of making people feel bad about their own race. And this has been used to block things, you know, all sorts of social justice curriculums from being uh, taught in Iowa schools. Um, I'm wondering how uh, those kinds of conservative pushbacks are affecting uh, your work in Oklahoma. Um, what's what's going on there and how are you dealing with those issues? We'll see. I mean, we have like, we have similar legislation that's already been passed and signed by the governor, House Bill seventeen seventy five. This is this comes from a common base, um, as you probably know, and the legislation is designed ostensibly to address 
the teaching of critical race theory. The problem is the authors of the legislation, at least in Oklahoma, couldn't identify critical race theory if they had to. They don't know what critical race theory is. And and the legislation really aims to um, to ferret out the teaching of systemic and institutional racism. It is absurd to to even even fathom teaching history and not making somebody uncomfortable. I, I tell people all the time, if you teach American history and you teach the truth, you're going to make some people uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. There's, there's, there's something wrong with staying in that state, right? But, but, but our history is uncomfortable. It is tragic in places. It is horrific. And so we need to know that. How do we avoid making the mistakes of the past? We know the mistakes of the past. And so our legislation, according to the, to the governor, is not intended to thwart the teaching of the Tulsa Greenwood District history or the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre. But again, the, the very language of, of the legislation contradicts that. Because I can't, I can't talk to you or teach you about the massacre in Tulsa and not make you uncomfortable. I can't teach it without talking about concepts like white supremacy. I can't teach it without contextualizing it in lynching, domestic terrorism, in the race riots and the violence that happened all throughout the United States. So we have to figure out a way to work through historical racial trauma and to understand that our history doesn't just disappear because we don't like it, because it doesn't make us comfortable, because it doesn't make us look good. It is what it is. And if we want something different, we have to acknowledge, apologize, and atone. All right. Brett. Well, and can you, uh, in that same vein, talk about why there hasn't been uh, widespread pushback? I, I know there has been some pushback within the african-american community saying hey it makes us feel uncomfortable if you leave this part of the story out um you know i i think that may come i don't know if i don't know if they'll use that language um i i wouldn't use that language just because i probably wouldn't use that language just because it's it's it's, it's tainted right um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just, I, for me, the argument is real history presumes honesty and forthrightness, candor. And what is the, what is the point if we're, if we're going to be dishonest ab- about the past? There's no, what is the point in teaching history? It seems to me one of the, one of the primary objectives in terms of, uh, including history as part of the curriculum, is that we, we learn what works and what doesn't work. We leverage the good in our past, and we take note of the bad and try to avoid it. 
And right. so if we excise the incidents that we don't like out of our history, we then we also excise opportunities for learning and growth around the mistakes of the past. Rick, you get the honor of the last question. Well, actually, I, I was I was uh, uh, enthralled with animals' uh, comments because I actually don't have a question; I have a statement. Uh, you have to be uncomfortable in order to uh, improve. You have to find solutions to problems. You don't want to repeat. And you've heard historians like you and Brett talk about if you forget your history, you are are, are doomed to repeat it. And uh, I just applaud. I applaud uh, Hannibal and your group uh, in, in what you're doing, not only in Tulsa, but also building a, a model that other communities uh, throughout the United States can uh, emulate and uh, move forward with. So I thank you, Hannibal, for your dissertation. Right, well, so then I get the last question. Yes, you do. <laughs> so um, you've already talked about the um, the Greenwood Historical Center. Um, give us kind of your five year um, goal. What 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 do you hope to have accomplished, or what do you hope the center will be like in five years time? Um, you know, I sit on the I sit on the board of Greenwood Rising, and. We are we're in such the early stages, so we want to enhance the number of patrons who, who come through. We want to catalyze change in communities throughout the nation that are, that are reflected by the patrons who come through. I think we want to be able to share stories of people who are inspired by Greenwood Rising and become change agents in, in their own communities. We want to increase and continue to encourage dialogue in our own community and in other communities about these tough issues of race that we still face. We want to help people understand that the issues of race that we face today, whether it be mass incarceration or um, black community police uh, relationships or educational deficits or healthcare disparities, those things are rooted in a particular past, and knowing the past can help us create viable, sustainable solutions in the present. And if, the, if Greenwood Rising can catalyze half of that, I'll be really happy. <laughs> and, and so will all the rest of us. We would like to thank our guest for this 460th show, Hannibal Johnson, author and consultant specializing in diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. We've been talking about his book, Black Wall Street 100, An American City Grapples with Its Historical Racial Trauma. Our history bus for today's show were Rick Sweet and Brett Menard. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2, 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALAHD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio, all one word, in the search. Click on the first icon and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. ROI is recorded at Station KALA, San Ambrose University.